powerful men. Why do they stay in loveless marriages? Why do they cheat on their partners? Is it the guilt? The shame? One thing we know for sure, they have secrets. So many secrets. This is a story about dreams. Dreams wished for, dreams realized, and dreams shattered. And a ubiquitous adversary that yields much power. Can we ever come out of the other side after we've seemingly lost everything and been defeated by a powerful enemy? This is Rebuilding a Divorcee. Here's Crystal Morris. The weekend Mary moved out was a rough one for Jay. He wanted to be the good husband, so he helped lift and move heavy items, knowing that his soon-to-be ex-wife was far too physically weak to carry most of what she was trying to take. He was surprised she didn't want to take more of the furniture she once desired in her fervor to make their house a home. Instead, she left an empty castle they once partied in as young newlyweds. You have nice stuff, I said, but it's not a valid reason to hold on to things. All of the expensive modern furniture, the commissioned art pieces, the finer woods in China Mary wanted were all now just staring Jay in the face. He didn't dislike it as they picked the items out together, but there was a lot of the house that made him sad, especially the photos of the two of them. It was like getting punched in the gut daily. Why are those even up, I asked. Jay's effort to preserve his marriage included failing to take down memories and memorabilia. I want you to go around the house with post-it notes and just place them on anything with a memory attached to it. I don't care if you sell it or give it away, but get rid of it, man. If you don't want to sell it or can't because it's a large picture or photo, then at least take it out of its frame. Put it in a tube so you don't have to look at it daily. But I like my couch, he protested. Yes, but do you want to look at it and have memories about Mary every time you sit on it? It's just stuff, Jay. You can buy new stuff. Being haunted by the memories of the pain is what you need to get away from. Make that place yours. Good point, he said. And that was the start of what would be the rebuilding of a divorcee. Jay started to do things he loved. He went to yoga, got back on his Peloton. He started getting involved with the church and taking a deeper interest in his faith. He reconnected with those family and friends he lost touch with. He went on his first date in over 10 years. Jay was so nervous, he felt sick driving to the restaurant. But he was eager to be around the energy of a woman who actually seemed excited to meet him, as well as flirt for the first time in over a year. I gave him a pep talk on his ride to the restaurant. We decided that he should take the Porsche as his fully loaded P100D Tesla might just give away his financial status before he wanted to share it. He wanted a woman to like him for him. He felt the spark as soon as he met her. And even as we recorded this podcast, Jay can't even remember her name. Because that's not what mattered. He didn't care what her pedigree was. In fact, he didn't want to worry about a woman who he might seriously date. He just wanted fun and light. What mattered to Jay was the attraction he felt and the confidence she brought back to his energy. Midway through his burger and drinks, they had already agreed they were headed back to her place. I didn't hear from him till almost 18 hours later. You got laid, I exclaimed when he finally called. I was beginning to wonder if she killed you. The restorative properties of an unabashed and sexual woman are unlike any other. He got to live like a 25-year-old again, with a 25-year-old hairdresser. He felt the pleasure of being desired again for the first time in over three years. He had fun seeing how he still knew how to pleasure a woman and accepting one that wanted to pleasure him. He was freaking exhausted, yet he never felt more alive. 
We strategically set up dating options for when he was on corporate travel in cities he visited regularly. First, Jay wanted to avoid the dating pool of local women in his area, and he wanted to remain discreet while he healed. Second, Jay was in no place to be in a relationship. So being a corporate traveler allowed for him to keep a distance on being quote-unquote boyfriend material. And third, it also allowed him to see multiple women without chance of detection or unnecessary jealousy. Jay was excited for a life of new opportunities and love. A sweet white teacher in Santa Monica, a feisty Asian lawyer in LA, a Hispanic real estate agent in SoCal, an Indian doctor in San Francisco. You know you're not required to date the entire United Nations, right? It's okay to have preferences, but it was Jay's version of his inner fat kid getting fed. Only now it was affection and sex. Your hotation is perfectly normal. Everyone goes through it, including women. So don't guilt yourself to think you need to jump back into monogamy until you're ready. Well, the universe had different thoughts about Jay's new dating life. Three months later, the pandemic happened. His dating and corporate travel came to a screeching halt. No more hotel nights with women while he was out of town. No more excitement. The mysterious adventures of self-discovery and sexual escapades were gone. He was going to spend the pandemic trapped in his house. His quarantine was to be unlike anything anyone could ever imagine in his wildest nightmares. 